After 11 episodes, the cat is finally out, at least partially, of the bag, at least with Jessica. And the only thing that was disappointing was the fact that Zach held Justin back. Like, what the fuck, dude? Hey, assholes. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of 13 Reasons Why. We are almost through with the first season. I forgot to turn my phone off. (laughs) Uh, This is episode 11, tape 6, side A, written by Diana Sun and directed by Jessica Yu, who worked on Billions, which is my shit, and The Rookie. I gave this episode a solid 8 out of 10. I didn't hate it, though I did enjoy what was unfolding in the present more so than what was happening in the past. Hannah putting Clay anywhere near this mess and then saying, but not really though, is a certain kind of, you know, I felt as if this whole thing is a conscious and unconscious amount of cruelty on Hannah's part that she's inflicting. And I understand it's perfectly normal for someone who is in such pain to want to, uh, you know, reciprocate. However, reciprocate, Kate. Um, lumping everyone responsible with the actual criminals in the group just you know the the missing context here as i've stated many times is is so worrisome (laughs) and flawed but she is once again benoning her fate by playing all these mind games with his already fragile mind by taking him back to the night of the party clay arrives early at 6 55 p.m when it starts at 7 (laughs) p.m And he's just told casually by his mom to have a good time when she tells him he's going to a party. That's white people shit, man. Unless it is a school dance or a prom, what do you mean you're going to a party? You mean a sleepover? Because that's the only thing I can imagine. I would, And then the parents are going to be there for said sleepover. Otherwise, you're not going. I don't know what's wrong with these parents. Just, oh, have a good time. Uh, What? Don't do hard drugs. I understand, man, that you can't stop your kid from everything, but you can at least fucking try. Alex at this party is still in love with Jessica and trying to annoy her until she (laughs) notices him. And when Jessica or Hannah arrives, he thinks that they could do that together. Jessica, though, is heavily in love with Justin at this point. Clay is being a complete chicken about going up to Hannah when she shows up, actually tries to avoid her until his dead friend tells him to man up and they have some type of proper date. They're on the same wavelength. They're in the flirting pattern. Everything's going great. Only problem is if you don't want to be bothered, then leave the party like if everything at the party is bothering you and you want to go somewhere and have a meaningful conversation with her like i understand 
their kids and whatever but i i think that clay could have done better <laughs> but then again clay couldn't even go say hi to get this night going without a pep talk anyhow they finally do make their way to a room that's empty and vacated just so they can get physical but hannah is you know rightfully traumatized from her past experience and rejects him even though he tries to comfort her and that's his mistake he left after 11 episodes i guess i can kind of see where sky is coming from because hannah fucked with clay a lot i'm not even and i'm not even talking about just this night because this was like the cherry on the he's been trying to get at her for a minute and it's been embarrassingly like awkward and she's been wanted but she ain't been interested but now she's all sudden oh he was there all this time yada 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 and he's still there for you but you got this moment and you're now not in the right place to go there but you don't want to talk to him and tell him but you want to be close with him so why didn't you just i don't know i'm not feeling <laughs> I know she's the title or character. I get if people are more empathetic with her. I am just not, I'm not as empathetic towards her, or I should say I'm more harsh on her relationship with Clay because it's been back and forth with them for 11 episodes straight and we can't forget she has blown up at this boy plenty of times before any shit happened to her and that part i ain't forgetting he was sitting in that back chair she was just like anyhow presently tony and clay are driving around as he listens to these tapes they go to this high rise mountain place beautiful shot of the city Tony does get him to eat. They then go to the the one place that Sky is always working at, and I forgot Monty's. I can't remember the name of that place. No, Monty is a character. <laughs> but her, him and her going back and forth, I really can't stay. And if they're a relationship next season, I'm not gonna ship it either. I haven't shipped Clay with anyone yet, including the wonderful Sherry who is kind of better but kind of also shit so um <laughs> i i he's just got a really bad choice of women around his life because sky you ain't shit either you can't communicate whatsoever other than to say hannah was a bitch and you're jealous and okay, so she killed herself. Uh, we all got fucking problems. And I get where she coming from. I do. She ain't completely wrong. Like, everybody got some shit. Even Clay says, do you know what's going on in her life? Everybody got something they dealing with. And everybody don't take that way out. And yeah, you do got those people that are that's been through some stuff, if not more. <laughs> that's kind of looking at them like bruh all you needed was a really good conversation but you didn't seek that shit out at all like you made no attempt whatsoever to seek help and i'm not talking about anonymous letters i'm not talking about whatever i mean actual help now again it's not the end of the season i still think she reached out to mr border and that's when shit go wrong 
and my whole entire thesis falls apart because if she told him then I, I still think way before then though because honestly if a man put his hands on my booty not only would i be whooping his ass i'm gonna make his life a living hell he ain't going to school chilling that ain't happening and then uh, you got his friend fingering me oh hell no no i do feel as if hannah had plenty to uh opportunity to say a lot about what she was feeling and not let it fester as much and i know that's uh, outside perspective look people love to say that that's how you stop suicides by telling people what you should have done instead of just um bemoaning what happened to them also life is hard you can't be so fucking fragile i mean it, as much as i'm really sad what happened to this girl this is come like honestly i've seen high school worse than this and most of the situations some of them that she put her own damn self in and it's because she's not getting that type of parental guidance that she should be getting and that's really where it boils down to not the school not the shit that was happening in the school because all the shit that happened that was criminal was not on school property and that's what i mean by you can't blame the school in what happened to ultimately even if he she went and reached out to this one adult for what happened to her then it's that adults but it's still not at the school because nothing happened at the school in which the someone would like a faculty member other than the fighting like what the fuck but other than kids kids fight all the time <laughs> if they ain't gonna tell you what happened or why they was fighting ain't much you can do but as a parent that's what i talk to my daughter about all the time like there are battles that you are going to have to fight and there's times that shit's gonna happen that yeah it might hurt your feelings might this that and the other thing but you're gonna have to rise above it because people are fucking petty and being a black woman shit <laughs> you gotta really rise above it because even if you want to be successful you that, that's even more bullshit and pride that you gotta swallow just to get them dollars just so you can do what you need to do so yeah there there's <laughs> a part of a cultural element that's missing as well to the relatability to hannah but it ends the episode or he ends the night coming home being told that the case has been expedited that he is going to be called to do an interview she'll prep him for it but that's the news that he wanted or she wanted to share earlier with him we did get a brief scene of kate walsh's character which is mrs baker who continues to mimic the same stereotype of what a mother grieving looks like and that is why i find her performance lacking it is so cliched and it's it reminds me exactly how uh in raising dion you can tell when alicia ran right like i can tell when you're when, and it's sad to say it but i can tell when the actors or actresses in this case aren't actual parents in real life because they're i don't know if they're just missing that certain believability because there's something you recognize as a parent and someone who else who is also i should say a parent but i don't see her as a mom at all 
it just it doesn't resonate with me period so to every time she's on screen i'm just like she is so pretending it and why does she always like even if you're in you're in grief mode you don't always look like you just died like i understand this is what maybe three weeks but y'all expedite trial like you're doing too much on the outside to not to make this whole you know i'm constantly on the edge of crying at all times believable to me it just doesn't work it just feels as if she's putting on the effort versus it being effortless trauma doesn't only come in one look and that's the only look that she's been given all season bowling the principal is told by mrs jensen about the fact that they're being subpoenaed that it's a few students and the other uh, faculty porter looks hella nervous about all of this bowling's kind of like you know we expected it yeah we covered up the graffiti but um you know we were just it's not not your responsibility to paint over shit if it comes to your attention like that would be like she took the picture she knew it was there why would i not once you've alerted me to this point not take care of it you yourself is the one that walked in and talked to shit about it so i think it's even more irresponsible if they didn't paint over it so i thought that was a stupid thing and they didn't even mention but bowler refuses to allow the school to go down he asked why porter looks surprised porter's like i didn't think it was gonna go this far but bowling's like yeah i kind of figured we were gonna get subpoenaed but it doesn't seem like other than a poem and a few other things you know hey these tiny little things are i guess important but it really don't make no case porter comes home late after speaking with amy about clay pointing out in class that she missed a very despondent anonymous note from hannah as if she would have known it was from hannah at that time that's what it says perspective is everything and it's not like she didn't try to address it in the class even Hannah or Clay yelling at her like it was her fault that she opened a discussion and didn't go where Hannah wanted to go. If you really wanted to talk, once again, she even said, if someone wants to talk to me after class, that's your opening. If you don't take it, that's on you. And he tells her to report anything else that they or she may hear, not to speak of it to anyone else and that they need to speak with Clay once he comes back from his suspension i have a feeling he's going to talk to him before he comes back he has a beautiful chocolate family and is scared to lose his job and sort of kind of admits that he may be responsible for what happened to hannah then we get to the more explosive part of the episode justin gets in a fight with his mom uh and stepdad or not stepdad just the guy that he's <laughs> that's living with his mom her phone's not on there's no food in the house if she wants to eat if he wants to eat some pizza he has to go walk the 20 minutes to go get it and then you got this man's feet on his shit he tells his mom it's him or me and his mom basically says you can get the fuck out because i'm about to go get my man a beer and the man gets up in his face and says don't fuck with me and justin can't stay there so he calls i believe jess at first to say he needs to spend the night he then tries to call zach who is being pushed by his family to captain the team because he is indeed the best player i do like the fact that we start to look into 
some of these other characters' lives. Like, that is way more interesting to me in this upcoming trial or whatever than anything that's happening <laughs> with what led here. I'm ready to get the ball rolling. Um, then we move over to Alex. Uh, he does as well. He knocks on this door. Who's surprised to see him after he admits that I can't go to Bryce's because you know why. I think that's the first step that we knew that it's time to come clean. He knows once he saw that bottle on the floor, I think he was like, yeah, she's fucking deteriorating. I have to say something. But I also think that she pushed it as well. But Alex eventually does invite him in after he says, I could just sleep in the garage. He's like, you're not a fucking dog. And he's like, I can just climb up in your room. No one would know. He's so, I mean, this is sad. This is really sad. This is someone who does not have anyone who loves him and cares about him. I mean, the way he's eating, he hasn't probably been fed in days. This is really the shittiest of all the situations that are going down is the absolute neglect going on with Justin and even Alex is like, you're going to choke. And he's just like, this is just really fucking good. But it's clear he just hasn't had any food. Uh, and then Alex does say he could spend the night. And he just lets his dad know, like, hey, we're working on schoolwork. And his dad's like, come on in. And he, the dad, is very obsessed with his boys being these macho, getting in fights, somewhat, you know, disobeying the law types. He's very proud of that. Him himself being a cop, which kind of reiterates this idea that some cops really do want to just legally become bullies. And that's exactly what we see playing out day after day, night after night, uh, news feed after news feed, camera after camera. It gets brown and black people across the country in 2020. They ain't even trying to be ashamed of it anymore. His mom is a nurse who works four days on, four days off. And he has a brother named Peter who is in town visiting. Justin finally gets Jessica to call him back. And she admits that she is with Bryce. Well, he hears Bryce in the background because she's like, oh, all of a sudden now you care. And this is her trying to get him to confront or tell her what happened. She knows something is wrong. Uh, she's been hanging with Bryce all day after the gun incident had suggested getting in his hot tub. I'm glad she did not. And Justin arrives after asking Alex to drive him. Everyone is playing poker. Thank God it's with a group of people and she's not alone. Those people include Zach and Monty. Zach! What the hell? I'm really disappointed on how the show has some of these characters act. Like Monty, sure. He could be the one. I felt as if he should be Zach. <laughs> and it's the flip side around. Because Zach, you did something so childishly silly to then stick up for and be around someone you know in your gut is a rapist? What sense does that make? And Justin tells Jessica, we need to go. We have some plans. She's like, what fucking plans? You mean when you abandoned me earlier? And everybody's like, ooh, this is a lover's quarrel. And she gets Justin to sit down. Uh, she gets Alex to sit down. And then she sits on Bryce's lap. This, of course, 
causes Justin to be like, fuck this, we're going. He physically drags her out of the room, tells her that she will not be coming back to his house, not to hang around Bryce anymore or his friends. She says, why? You have Zach trying to stop it with like, this doesn't need to happen. Alex is like, no, this needs to happen. And Bryce, it's very clear, knows nothing about these tapes. Monty don't know. Hell, I don't feel like nobody at this house besides three people knew about the fucking tapes and what they were talking all about. Um, Justin eventually says, once she says, why can't I stay? You need to tell me that he, he molested you. And Bryce is immediately like, what? <laughs> and I fucking, he's such an ass. And then... Justin finally goes the hell off saying I should fucking kill you and he tries to attack him physically but Zach once again the worst holds him back and then you have Jessica slapping him saying she hates him and she leaves Alex leaves <laughs> well everyone's just standing there Alex actually didn't leave Bryce is the one was like and went right up to Justin and said what did you do and walks calmly in the house and my lord monty's and that black dude's face what the hell's going on i mean what the hell is going on so it is finally out in the open i'm sure a lot of people's gonna be talking about this party this is where it's gonna get really hard right because my guess is we still got more of them tapes and hannah's the next one that was molested hannah and Bryce is a much harder case to try, right? And that's after you was already, if it was uh, her word against what Je Jessica coming out though, and it knowing and admitting is a little bit of a different situation. But we also have that thing called, um, well, <laughs> money. And that is going to play a pivotal role in what happens next because Bryce is not the kind of person who's been given as much autonomy as he has without it coming with a certain amount of protection, so to speak. So, I mean, you're talking about kids who all got problems. Alex got problems. Zach got things that they already got their secrets. Yeah, this is going this is not gonna be pretty, but this is the drama I'm most looking forward to. And with that, let's jump into the feedback. We just got Mimi who says Wow, this episode was an emotional roller coaster. Between Jessica and Clay, I was a ballin' ass mess. I knew this episode was going to be heavy, but I just, or I guess I just wasn't prepared for all the emotional wreck I was gonna suffer. I remember when I saw Hannah and Clay making out, I think it was episode two, but the scene went by in a flash, so it made me think I was wrong. I kept thinking, is that Hannah with shorter hair and Clay making out on top of a bed? What is up with that? I had no idea what was really going on, and now that I know, I don't even know what to say. When Hannah was pushing Clay off of her and he kept trying to figure out what was wrong with her, 
and she was saying get out get out get out several times then clay was trying to comfort her and understand what happened because he asked if what they were doing was okay and she said yes but she clearly wasn't ready her outside voice was telling clay to get the fuck out but the voice over is saying the complete opposite and to me it all started to click okay i get it now hannah really had lost it at this moment she was not having any kind of rational thought processes her emotional turmoil inside was conflicting with her outward persona they were not connecting to each other and not on the same page at all and i was like that must be the moment hannah realized that she didn't want to live anymore this might also uh be when she started making the tapes after the party because she tried to talk to clay but he was going through his own thing about what happened to jeff and she had rejected already so he was probably still butthurt about that so i guess her only outlet were the tapes Mm. Mm. (laughs) your only outlet speaking of jeff he was such a good wingman i'm so sad that he died because this character is probably the best kid in this town yep because uh besides clay of course jeff was such a gem in this world of raggedy ass rocks and it's just sad that he died y'all know i love the idea of sherry and clay and i don't know how i'll ever be okay with this because jeff was just a just so spectacular another character i like this or is sky la bruja i almost feel like sky is jealous of hannah committing suicide jealous doesn't seem like the right word but she definitely acts like she has some type of dislike towards hannah and i think it's mainly because she committed suicide i thought i feel like it has more to do with clay as well but it could also to be with suicide like hey i've been through some shit too and you didn't see me slicing my uh slicing my throat i pulled my ass up and put my shit together i mean that that would be a fair uh because i i have a feeling that bryce has been around this town and some girls uh sky is probably like bitch we all got bullied at some point and we all have stuff happen to us i'm a loner and i'm still here doing my thing so there's no excuse of taking your own life so if i can deal with this scrutiny of my day-to-day life and all these shenanigans attached so can you i touched on how i felt about jessica's situation last podcast and i am too emotionally drained to talk about it more now in depth however i will say this justin deserved a full body punch to the jugular not the open palm slap jessica gave him true i just don't understand how you let it go on for so long and not tell her the truth facts i actually thought they had the conversation a couple of episodes ago when he came in her room and she was crying but nope Mm -hmm. and then she got that text from bryce yep (laughs) pretty much throwing tables Dina, when I tell you I was mad mad, I was mad mad. Lord, I swear I haven't been this mad at a fictitious character this bad in a long time. He said, okay, you okay. Bitch. Woo, I'm going to end it here. So next episode, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Uh, Queen, uh, Queen, fuck, can't talk right now. Queen Mimi had me cracking up last night, talking about, I'm going to send my season finale thoughts and i was like oh okay go ahead do that and then i get around i'm like wait i'm on episode 11 then she's like ain't there only 11 episodes i said it's 13 reasons why
then she pointed out that I changed the schedule and it's my fault and I was like okay I accept that because <laughs> I did I pushed it back because I know all the shows I'm watching this is lowest on the roster just because it's dragging its damn feet I don't hate it but I definitely don't get excited to go back in it so it's a heavy subject matter too uh, but like I said, I do want this to kind of turn on the more, I don't know, um, I want to get to know the other characters more. I need it to branch out a little bit further than just this viewpoint of Hannah. And then I probably will find myself a little bit more invested. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, you can send that to blackrollcouch at gmail.com. You can send that via audio or you can send it via written form in the email. You can find this podcast, Black Girl Couch Reviews, on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, and rate the podcast. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and Black Girl Magic. <laughs>